Hey guys, welcome to the Play My PDX podcast. Today we have a really special guest named Stephen Benoit. He is a singer, songwriter, producer at Real Song, and he is a he has a heart of gold for worship, and he loves the Lord so much. And I think that's been a really awesome thing we've been seeing in the last few episodes as well. Just having a lot of worship artists that have come on who have just really wanted to pour out in this hard time. And we're really excited to be able to have Steven here. He's such a joy, like I said before. And he may be singing a song later on. He may be just sharing his heart on the current things. But we really want to hear his story. We want to hear like where he um, just like grew up in the church or grew up out of the church or kind of more so like just how music has um, impacted his life and how the Lord has like really came in and like just changed it too. So Stephen, welcome to the show. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, <laughs> so Stephen, um, where are you currently at right now? Like where are you living I'm in, at? I'm north of you guys. I'm in Gig Harbor, Washington. Oh, which is awesome. 20, 20 or so miles south of Seattle. Yep. Actually, I grew up in Gig Harbor, Washington before I moved down here. So wow. small world. Yeah. Go figure, man. <laughs> Such a small world. Um, actually, I went to Calvary Gig Harbor for, oh my gosh, like 14 years where like Dale King was a pastor and over at Lighthouse. So yeah, like that was my home church for so long and love it. Love it, love it. So that's awesome that we're, you're a hometown hero. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> the Lord's the hero. Amen. Come on. Yes, exactly. Um, so you're living in Gig Harbor now. Um, did you grow up there? Like, is that where you've been, like, majority of your life? No, not at all. Um, my father, who's passed away now, um, went to England after the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and got his bride, my mother, June. And um, so American Air Force, he was in the Air Force, and mm-hmm. they married and um, came back to the United States. Um, I was born in Merced, California in 19... 19- Lost your audio. Okay. okay, perfect. I'm sorry about that. I was born uh, in Merced, California in 1956. Okay, awesome. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force, and I lived all my formative years, young years, I spent in England. We were stationed in England. Wow. And his English, right? So mm-hmm. we were over there for 10 years, and then we moved back. To, uh, you know, he got finally got stationed uh, back in the U.S., so... Anyway, awesome. uh, and, and then I lived uh, in Nashville, Tennessee um, uh, for uh, eight years. I lived in Renton, Washington before that for three and a half years. Fell in love with Washington at that time. Mm. I, most of my life I've spent in California, like Sacramento area. Yeah. And you probably know it averages about 96 degrees for six months of the year there. It's very hot. Yeah. And. The old sense, the older I get, the better I was. I just don't like heat <laughs> that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in a great spot where you get all the seasons and everything like that. So that's amazing just to be able to, yeah, experience a beautiful place such as Gig Harbor now. That's where you are um, rooted for the season or for the long long term. Lord only knows that. Um, 
But um, tell us a little bit about, so it sounds like you have a lot of experience all over the U.S., even in England. So, um, and you are a producer, you're a songwriter, you're a worshiper. Like, so, like, tell us a little bit about how that all started. Did you, did that start while you were younger, while you were older? Did you go to school for it? Give us a little bit of some, some background into your kind of creative journey. Yes, I, uh, when I was, I think I was about 16 or 17 living in, um, England going to school at Lake and Heath senior high school, which mm-hmm. uh, is on the in English air base RAF Lake and Heath. And we lived out in the English community about 30 miles away, but I had to co- go to school at the American high school there. Um, so that's um, where I first heard uh, a friend of mine. I wasn't a friend at the time, R- Rob Clark. He, he played beautifully stairway to heaven wow. <laughs> on acoustic guitar and that was, you know, just a few years after it had come out and I was, it caught me. It just mm. absolutely, I, I had to play that. So he taught me how to play and then I got into playing guitar. And then this, uh, the song, right. I didn't know the Lord at the time. Um, so I went through high school, um, played around in some pubs with him in England, just secular kind of music. Um, I always believed in God, but I, I didn't know, I didn't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ at that time. So then I moved to Texas, uh, culture shock, uh, for five years, I lived in the Dallas Fort Worth area, Okay, uh, got into some rock bands and toured around, uh, Texas and Oklahoma and just playing uh, rock music around there and went through a lot of different things there. Um, finally came back to Mount Shasta, California, which you're familiar with mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. And, uh, that's where I got saved was Mount Shasta, wow. California. I had been doing some, um, you know, some highly suspect things, uh, <laughs> from that, <laughs> that time, a uh, lot, of, you know, I was in the drug culture, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, um, what happened to me was I was doing, getting into some real dark stuff. I, I, I got into the Necronomicon, which is the Tibetan book of the dead. I was doing incantations on the floor, reading Aleister Crowley and the Kabbalah and all that stuff, uh, metaphysics, you know, and, um, what happened is I got really scared because I was opening up kind of a realm or something. I, I don't know, but that, that, that realm was that spiritual realm, the negative, it seems like to me, in the, in the realm of the spirit, you have uh, God's life and his spirit, and then you also have God's enemy, you know, so in totally. that spiritual So I was doing the wrong thing. I was, um, but I got really afraid because things were happening, and uh, no one on earth could ever convince me that that realm of demons and stuff does not exist because it's real. Yeah. And uh, so I got really afraid and was at going to the college of the Syracuse and I knew a girl that was a Christian. And so I asked her, I said, you know, I really feel I need to read the Bible right now. So could you just tell me, I don't know what book to read or whatever. She said, read the whole book of Matthew. And I met the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew. He was holding out his arms saying, Stephen, that spiritual realm that you experience, (laughs) you can't handle it. 
but I can. I'm the creator of wow. the universe and I'll do it for you, right? Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with the person of Christ. Wow. Amen. That's amazing. So I- <laughs> yeah. So we have had mo- multiple people who have um, dabbled in the darkness, um, like Ouija boards and all those kinds of things. And like that have come onto this show. So like, I'm really glad that you were able to shed light into that and like to be able to speak truth. Like, you know, like this stuff is real. It's not just like a fairy tale or it's not anything like that. It's, it's a true battle that we're in, um, between the, the devil and, you know, and thank God we're on the victorious side of Jesus and that we have victory in the end and that we're able to, you know, stand, stand in the gap because Jesus has already stood and has already won, you know? So that's like the most, the most beautiful truth right there is that we're already victorious, but there's also the truth that there's so much dark and there's so much, um, yeah, just evil in the world to be very, uh, brutally blunt, like, you know, but like we have the Holy spirit, we have the Lord who is so, um, yeah, he is coming with, vengeance with hope with love with you know with all the different kinds of areas and um angel armies where we're able to actually uh, move um his presence into the darkness which when we do that there's nothing that can stand you know there's no evil that can stand so like i want to hear about your worship like i'm so excited now because like since you know that you've been you've been in the extreme dark side with like worship with like worshiping or maybe even just dabbling in the dark necromancer world which yeah that's super scary like i'm thankful that i have never um but i have like come like face to face with demonic um like forces and oppressions and all those kinds of things and you know like that's super real and praise god for the holy spirit and for his power but like I know that as a worshiper myself, as a drummer, as a guitar player, as a singer, as a all different kinds of things, like that right there moves my worship in such a powerful force, knowing that I have the authority in Jesus to be able to hey, speak God. like that truth, like that I'm singing or that I'm playing or that I'm doing. Like so Stephen, how has this like impacted your worship, your heart for worship, your songwriting, like how does your, like, yeah, just your whole being, like, respond into worship now that you know both sides of the coin? Yeah, it's, um, like you said, it, it's an amazing journey um, to um, learn uh, be, because transformation, as you know, uh, is a life, uh, in some cases, it's a lifelong process, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and when we get saved, that's what I was telling somebody last night. Oh boy, that's so scary. Anyway, there's so <laughs> much darkness there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I was telling him last, this guy last night that was just a real opposer, um, mm. calling basically Jesus and God a liar and, and all that, you know, it was pretty bad. And I just kept, you know, I said, look, you're the thing that's really helped me when I finally realized Wow, the dividing of the soul and the spirit. Uh, as you know, Stephen, there, there's a lot of uh, information out there that just doesn't get passed on to 
uh, the believers, uh, the tools that we need to be equipped with. Right. Right. And I tell you, when I finally realized that the human spirit is the center of our being, not our soul, right? Mm -hmm. Our soul is our mind, emotion, and our will. It's funny. God's three, right? Mm -hmm. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Right. But he's one, right? He's triune. Triune does not mean three in one. The word means three one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We can't understand that with our human mind. But in our spirit, we can not only understand it, we can enjoy it, right? Come on, yes. this, this triune God made this, uh, what does it say in Zechariah 12, one, it says, God stretched forth the heavens and put the spirit of man that is within him. Mm, right. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry about my lights. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, you're good for sound. So I got a little too loud, but anyway, um, so our human spirit has three parts, right? It's mm-hmm. the conscience, which is your heart. Your heart is your, uh, is, is actually it's okay. Let me back up here. Okay. The conscience, intuition, or, or conscience fellowship and intuition, right? right? The conscience so that we know that when with the Lord's life comes in, it's like when we don't have the Lord's life, when a man or a person doesn't have the Lord's life, their spirit is sort of just dormant, right? Yeah. So because God made the human spirit, to contain his life. The enemy cannot get into your human spirit. He can't do it, right? He can mm-hmm. wreak havoc with your soul. <laughs> we yeah. all are very familiar with that, with our mind, emotion, will, right? The enemy mm-hmm. can come in there and try to make us believe things, interject thoughts that aren't even ours, right? But what I realize is, is our, real, um, our real sanctuary, the new holy of holies come on. is the yes. human spirit. Yeah. Right? And the heart, the human heart, it's just been so incredible with my worshiping and learning how to write songs. I really, my, if, if I do have a gift, it would be um, to impart to the body of Christ um, that the human spirit is three parts, conscience, fellowship. So that way our conscience is not only to know right from wrong, right? It's also to love uh our heart because it's connected to our heart to love God. Right. And then mm-hmm. of course, fellowship is to commune with God's spirit mingled with our human spirit. Right. Yeah. And then intuition, the third part of the human spirit is an inward. I love this is an inward sense that can know things that our soul cannot. <laughs> right. Like when you meet a, a person, mm-hmm. you, you can tell pretty much right away if, if they're of God or, or if they're not, because it's an, it's a, a sense, right? Right. Yeah. So the dividing of the spirit and the soul, right? The heart is the, your conscience, which is the leading part of your spirit. And it's also includes the three parts of the soul. So that has really helped me because uh, I'm starting to write songs that, that go into that, you know, to explain, because let's face it, if we don't know how we're made, how are we going to be equipped? Because as you know, when I'm alone, when I'm not fellowshipping with you and the other saints worldwide, I'm easy prey. Yeah. But when I am on my own, if I understand the enemy's tactics and how he he does his attacks on me, mm-hmm. right, then I'll be more equipped. And in the Bible, it says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord 
Lord Jesus yeah. <laughs> and believes in his heart that God raised him from the dead, he's saved, period. Come right? on. Yeah. <laughs> right? So uh, now there is a transformation process because we're all going to stand before the judgment seat. Yeah. This is my, uh, and it all, all Christians, because in Corinthians it talks about, and it's talking about believers there. Uh, every, every person's work will be judged of what sort it is. Mm-hmm. If anyone's work, and that's the Christian work that you do once you're saved, right? Yeah. Any person's work be found to be wood, grass, hay, stubble. That's good for nothing but burning. And, and <laughs> his work is yeah. going to be found to be wood, grass, hay, stubble. Then he will suffer loss, though it's through fire. A lot of groups I was with in the past, see, he goes to the lake of fire. No, the next verse says, though he still be saved. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. So the Bible, as you know, Stephen, it doesn't really go into a lot of detail about the reward. I mean, mm. Paul talked about it quite a bit, right? But right. you don't hear it preached in Christianity anywhere near enough. So when we stand before the judgment seat of the Lord, mm-hmm. it's not going to be for our salvation. That was secured by what the Lord did at the cross. If, yeah. if it wasn't secured by what he did, then uh, we'll all die in our sins because, you know, yeah. Christ died in vain. And we know that's not true, right? No, exactly. So, the reason you're doing what you're doing and I'm doing what I'm doing, hopefully the saints worldwide realize that uh, we're ministers of Christ by the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So, we gained his life. We became ministers of Christ, right? Right. And so our whole real job in this world as believers is to bear witness for this marvelous hope that's within us, right? Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if I answered the question. I I have ADD pretty bad. <laughs> so I hit a lot of foul balls, okay? And it's okay if you got Stephen. Okay, come on. No, you you're know? good. No, you're just spent a lot, of, a lot of truth out, which is amazing. And I think it's kind of like... I can hear a little bit more of like, okay, so like you're, you had this encounter with the Lord and you like understood and you like want the truth, like you want the true gospel to go out and like you want that to be like authentic in your worship. So like, cause there's so, there's such a delusion. There's such a place where people um, have a hard time understanding what the real gospel is. And I think that's, that's a real, a real thing as well. And I think if we, as uh, worship artists or as creatives or whatever you want to put the label on it as I'm not the biggest fan of labels or names, but you know, the, the more that we can just speak the truth in the way that we are living. So as I said before, poema means God's masterpiece. And like, that's what we are all about is like giving him, giving him, Hey, you know, we're always learning, man. It's amazing. And the more that we can just like, be able to give more of what he is already done. Like, because like you said before, like our heart and our life is one that is, is one that gives him back the praise. It's not about us. Like this is not right. the Steven show, even though both our names are Steven right now on this <laughs> podcast. Like this is not our show. Like this is one that we can glorify the Lord in. And Amen. like, we can do that through any kind of platform. And it's like about, okay, we want to do this excellently. We want to do this with the, the most amount of authenticity. And we also got to know ourselves. So, like, if we don't know who we are in in our life, whether that is with Christ or without Christ as people, like, we're not going to know what's, what is happening. And, I've, and I and we both personally believe that 
having it with Christ in our life, transforming us from the inside out is, is the true authenticity, like in the true way to live your life to the, to the very fullest and to like have it be a life that is an adventure. And it's like one that is spirit filled and it's, it's such a joy and such a blessing to be able to live in that way. And, you know, the more that we just live out our life, it's not about, it's not about um, speaking it or about telling people. It's about just being, because you said before, like people will know, mm-hmm. like they will know you by your fruit, as Christ says. Right. Like we're called to be like fruit checkers and all the time. that's what we'll be judged for, that, Stephen. That's what we'll be judged when we stand before the judge state. It's not for our salvation. It's for basically how much Christ did you gain? And, and more importantly, how much fruit did you bear for him? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, there's such a crazy. I don't want to miss out. I don't know what happens. It says, though, it's through fire in that part of Corinthians. It's not pointing to the, the, the Greek and the Hebrew. It's not pointing to the lake of fire. That's something else. Right. Fire in the Bible here is some kind of a type of punishment. It's a purging. It's doing the things that you should have done. Mm-hmm. You know, because not as you probably, I, I, you're, this is really enjoyable because <laughs> to hear a young person <laughs> at your tender, wonderful age be so on fire and, and is a, I'm, you're washing my, you're washing my feet right now. Mm. I'm, I'm getting saints. I'm getting ringing wet here talking to Stephen. This is great. Wow. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Come on. <laughs> Wow. That's a huge blessing. Thank you so much, man. Like, and I, yeah, I just really want to like share like my heart, but also to hear your heart on all these different kinds of areas. And I think it's important like to be able to give that, that platform for people to do that. Not that this is like anything of like, Oh, I need to step on my platform to speak, but it's like more so just giving opportunity for people to share their story, which is what we're all about here at Poema is like, hearing the artist's story, hearing the the heart behind them, because so much of the time we only see them on stage. We only see them behind a, a facade or an image. Like that's what kind of comes with the artist's kind of profile. It's like, oh, we can see them in the filter. We can see them in the music video. We can see them all these different ways. But like, no, like we need to know these artists are people who have struggles, who have hardships, who have gone through the darkest, deepest places like I would have never known that you struggled with, you know, witchcraft and necromancer and working in the darkest places, but God grabbed you out of there and he oh, yeah. said, Hey Steven, like I have a better plan for you. And Hey, I'm going to actually use <laughs> yeah. you for the kingdom. And like, Amen. and that's way more important than you being a artist. Like that's way more important. Cause you could have been, you could have been on this crazy path later on in life where you were just running like straight to hell. And like, I would rather see you running after the father's heart than running into hell into your own damnation, you know? And like, that's way more important. And like, that's the stuff that people don't know. They don't hear about. They don't see that. So like in this platform, we're able to shed so much light and also to to shine even brighter for like the gospel to just, just to see the power of the Holy Spirit, to see the power of Jesus moving in each person's life. And it's like, wow, you know, because that's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear that God loves you. They want to hear, okay, how? How did God love you? 
Like, where does this come from? Like, why is this so important that you have to share this and put this on billboards and do all these podcasts and all this stuff? Like, why? And that's where right now. I was like, okay, this is how he did, and this is why I'm doing this. This is my commission. This is the commission that he gave to me to live out and to, like, fully experience, fully embrace the gospel and to, like, be able to go forth into the world and to share my story, to share his story through, through my life. And it's like amazing Amen. to be able to do that. So yeah, I'm gonna get about to get on fire too. Whoo! It's so good, Stephen. <laughs> um, life, life, life that makes me want to shout, Hallelujah! <laughs> Praise the Lord! <laughs> yes. It's, it's, you know, it's like I told that that guy that was a non-believer last night, my, probably my age, and allegedly, um, he he uh, he he was very very academic. We've all met him very cerebral mm. uh i you know i always i know this isn't it's gonna f- maybe step on some people's toes but uh i'm not a big fan of the whole clergy lady system i'm really not mm. because i don't think it's biblical i think uh, the word pastor was used in the bible only twice it's never capitalized it's a function not a title right but that's another thing that's okay you know, the, the main thing is this guy said he came from Christianity and he just became an atheist. And I basically told him, I don't believe that. I don't think when someone, if I said, I have question whether you receive the Lord or not, because when someone is born of God, they can't be unborn. Of right. God. Come on. And at the end, when I was, when he was doing all this mental gymnastics and talking about eschatology and all this stuff, I said, man, you're just in your mind. And I showed him how to pray. I said, we can't be saved with our mind because the enemy can get into our mind. And if he can talk us into something, somebody can talk us out of it, right? So Mm -hmm. the Lord made the human spirit to contain his life, right? And I told that guy last night, I said, look, it's the greatest bargain in the universe. What are you fighting so hard? You do nothing and get everything right (laughs) sign me up for that deal (laughs) you know you're not gonna find that anywhere on earth right right so all he's asking to start with i said he's not in the salvation yeah of course he desires all men to be saved like you know Stephen, that's just the that's the tip of the iceberg right he of course he desires all men to be saved but he's not in the salvation business he's in the glory business right come on bringing his saints into glory and when yeah. he comes back in the second coming, right, the, unfortunately, the public coming, in, uh, from what I've understood, is not going to happen until the, the last days of tribulation, right? Because the main harvest, the main amount of saints just aren't ready, right? So he's going to have to let them, hurt, just like the harvest in the Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. You had the first fruits, right? The first fruits were taken straight into the uh, farmer's house, the farmer being God, right? Straight into his house, Mm -hmm. right? And then there was the majority of the harvest that had to wait further for ripening of the sun, right? Which is a type of um, ripening, right? Doing the things we should have done, right? So when he comes, and and you know this, you've read this, when he comes in that public coming, Right. Not the Perugia, the seat, you know, the coming that's he's inside the clouds and uh, his overcoming saints will know they, they'll sense his presence. He's returned. Right. Yeah. But he won't actually come down in his public coming. And every person in the world is going to see this. And nothing like this has 
ever happened in the history of the earth. He's coming on top of a cloud, right, with a, who knows what kind of visuals, because it talks about lightning and I mean, it's going to be a show, folks. <laughs> right? Come on. Because he wants everybody. You're, you're going to have, before that happens, you're going to have all these factions saying, I'm God. No, he's God. Oh, they're God. No, they've got the truth. No, they don't. They do, right? It's going to be like he comes down. No, I'm God. <laughs> yeah. Right? And now every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. <laughs> I mean, you and I and the rest of the saints are going to be having tears of joy. Yeah, if, come on. We're still on the earth. I mean, I don't want you, Stephen, to still be on the earth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to still be here, but I, I can't control that because, mm-hmm. well, I have the overcoming one that's just like all the saints. If you have the life of Christ, the overcoming one, the first overcomer is in you, right? Right, come so on. So what does it say in Revelation? It describes beautifully what an overcomer is because the overcomer's, that are alive when he comes back, right? The, for the Perugia and get that first rapture there is the man child, which is the dead overcomers in Christ being taken with the first fruits, the, the saints that are alive and overcomers uh, will be raptured then right up to the throne of God, just like in the Old Testament with the harvest going right into the farmer's house, right? But the rest, the majority of the saints will be raptured in the final days of tribulation. So we're going to, you know, I don't want to be here. So really all it, it's kind of a warning, like Paul with the re- reward, constantly talking about the reward and stuff, right? I, I finished the race. I have my reward, right? That's where we all want to be. Let's mm-hmm. face it. So yeah, of course. we have this overcoming Christ in our spirit and we just need to touch him every day, washing in the water of the word contacting him, praying, fellowshipping with him and the saints, right? Gaining Christ, gaining the oil while we can, right? Yeah. Uh, so then, like I said, Stephen, I, I hope I, I hope you get raptured like a lot of young people. <laughs> the first one, you know, <laughs> it'd be great. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not anybody's judge. I'm just a little one talent brother, you know? So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but and to get back to what I was saying, that when he comes back, this, and you know, Stephen, you already know, this is going to be freaking unbelievable. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and the whole world will go. It'll be like uh, that comedian years ago. He said, yeah, I know, I know. He goes, I know about all you atheists out there. Yeah. But when that ground starts to shake, right? <laughs> <laughs> he said, she said, you can be, oh, God, I believed in you all the time. I promise. You know, <laughs> so there will be some of that going on, too, but. It's just so great that um, the Lord, his, his New Testament economy, his plan for man is incredible. Of course, he desires all men to be saved. No question about it, right? But his, his overall plan for God, his masterpiece, which is mankind, like you so aptly said, right? Mm. His plan for us as the church, <laughs> brother, we're all going to be sisters, <laughs> Because um, he's going to marry his bride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where is bride? I mean, it's hard for us to think of this in human ways because mm-hmm. this is a corporate Christ. This is the body of Christ corporately. The universal body of Christ worldwide is going to marry this process triune God. 
he's been waiting a long time too, right? And he yeah. wants her to be holy and without blemish. Yep, pure, exactly, her, spotless. Before him in love, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what he's doing right now. He's dispensing more of his life into all the saints worldwide so that they would be before him without blemish in love, right? And this couple, this incredible couple, universal couple is going to get married, right? So the process triune God went through the processes that he went through, right? And then man, uh, the, he's going to marry in matrimony, the tripartite processed uh, man, right? The, the man went through um, redemption, you know, salvation, regeneration, the whole thing, right? To become this, this tripartite bride. So in a sense, us brothers will be sisters. <laughs> I, I'm just, I know that's silly, but because <laughs> it's, I'm trying to put it in human terms and, and you right. just can't. No, but, <laughs> well, he's, he's our first love, you know, like that's, Amen. that's the way to, to put it in like the most like human terms. It's like, no matter if you're married, if you're not married, all those kinds of things, like God, Jesus is our first love. And like, we, ha- we as people collectively have our bridegroom, like he is, Amen. he is our first and he's our last. And like, he's the one that will perfect everything, even though the perfect hasn't come yet. Like we get to have that like anticipation into the future of his return. Like, that's amazing. Right. Like I always picture like the, the Lord of the Rings movie, the return of the King where, you know, Aragon is just like on the, the throne, but like it took such a battle for that to even oh. happen. And throughout Very all brilliant. of that, like, it's that place of, like, the beauty of of the victorious king. The man that was, you know, he he wasn't anything when he came, but then when he, when he returned, it, everything changed. Like, he was a right. ranger, and then he went from a ranger and started to become a, a leader and a warrior and then became a king. And I think, like, when people say, oh, well, Jesus came down as a man. Like, no, he was fully man and fully God. Like, right. it, it All was the fullness of the God had dwelt in him bodily, baby. Yeah. The full <laughs> deity of Christ was in him when he came down. So like, Amen. it wasn't, it wasn't just that he was just a man, like who had like this anointing on his life, like to speak to God. Like, no, he was God and he was fully in that. So like, as, as a man, that has fully the Lord in him and is him like, Oh my gosh. So that's what people don't understand. They want to say, Oh, well, well, Jesus was just a man. I'm like, no, he was, there's a two part to that. Like he's fully man, fully God. And he's coming back for his bride because he died to save all of us. And his word has gone through the ages, through the world. And he wants it to be such a, such a party, but he also, a thousand years. It yeah, be a wedding feast of a thousand years. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're able just to have that anticipation as believers to be able like, man, like I'm so excited for my my first love to get here. Even though I'm experiencing in part here, like I haven't fully ex- encountered him in his fullness yet because I'm not in heaven. Like he hasn't returned yet. Right. So like I'm only getting a I'm only getting a glimpse as First Corinthians 13 says. I'm only getting a taste of him. But I want the fullness, like I want the full, you know, so like that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Like we, we as believers, we as people, we get to like 
fellowship with our spirits are coming into into connection because we have the Holy Spirit that are like they're going back and forth like man I really am excited my spirit's on fire my heart's on fire because I'm hearing this and I'm I'm encouraged I am being in a place where I'm able to grow in my life with the Lord and I'm able to grow in a place where I'm able to go and encounter more of Jesus like that's what we want we want the more of Jesus every single day we want to get in his word be in his feet being in abiding to him be rooted and grounded in what he's doing and like and that's what it's all about like and I think that's what we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes which I think people just need to hear that because a lot of times especially right now in this very political, very, oh my gosh, destructive time. There's a lot of hope, a lot of restoration happening as well. I, I think, think I think, a re, what is it called? A revival. I think a revival is going on right now because yeah. unfortunately, like you said, the devastating things, the enemy is rampant and he's going to and fro to see who he can devour. And he's devouring yeah. a lot of young people and people that, well, like even the church is, I, I meet with some saints at this local uh, uh, Peninsula Baptist Church right here. In, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You probably know yep. the pastor that retired, uh, Paul, wonderful brother. Yeah. Anyway, Paul Jones. Anyway, um, some of the, the saints there are are being so divisive on Facebook and entering into that whole anti-hate Trump and just uh, the the lies and and I I told I kind of you know they got mad at me and I think they blocked me I wasn't I wasn't being super mean to them but I was saying saints man we're watch me said it we we're not to be of this kind or black kind or white kind or whatever kind American Indian kind Asian kind. He said, we're to be of Christ's kind and the Christ culture, Come right? On. This yes. Is what, this is what, he's a king. He's the rightful heir to the throne of God. Mm. And he's, you know, okay, there's heaven. And then when people die, hopefully we'll die before the Lord comes back. But anyway, um, you know, the Lord, the truth about the whole heaven thing, and it's real and all that, but he is coming to earth, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, right, <laughs> as a bride adorned, coming down out of heaven. So he's coming back. And I told these saints, they go, well, you know, we should be a part, we should be, you know, voting for America and all that. And I said, no, there's no question. Whatever whatever you want to do that way is fine, but keep your heart on the, on the goal. If you're causing dissension among the saints and – uh, ruining relationships. Uh, to, to I said, and it's true. The Lord was not here last time He came. Right? He was His mission from God the Father. He is the Father, but I mean, you know, their mission, right, was for Him to redeem mankind, exactly, that, to save man from his sinful nature. That's His whole mission. It wasn't to be social welfare. It wasn't to straighten out the governments. It wasn't, he didn't get involved in any of that, right? He could have taken the highest place among men. He could have been the king of the Jews and all that, but that wasn't why he was here. Now, I'm not saying some people, oh, no, he had a social gospel. The only part of his gospel that was social was he would tell us how to love each other, Yeah. right? 
and how to how to be right. But when he comes his second coming, that is when he's going to take care of all those other things, how the government's going to be set up, how the social welfare system, how the money system, all of that's going to be done away. But he's going to be the king right in this kingdom, the new heaven and a new earth. Can you freaking imagine that? I, I mean, know. That's going to be so amazing. Keep going. He's keep so going. Lo- and he's so lovely. He's the most lovely one in the universe. This is why as Christians, we fell in love with a person, right? Mm. Christ is a person. The word is a person, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's an organic person that's living and operative, right? And, he, and this person came down. Right. God, like you said, all the fullness of the God had dwelt in him bodily. Right. He was a real man. Jesus, we wouldn't have loved him the way we do if he didn't wasn't a real man. Jesus was a real man. But the fullness of the Godhead, like you said, is dwelt in him bodily. Right. And he willfully went to the death of the cross to die a vicarious death for all mankind for all time game over victory (laughs) satan is finished and he knows he's finished he's just you know it's the manifestation of that victory is being carried out right now exactly what's going on politically what's going on with the violence I, i went into a pit of vipers yesterday young people uh that oh the hatred Stephen oh my Lord Jesus oh it's it's really bad right now so you know a lot of saints know they don't believe anymore they know that these are the end times we don't know the day or hour when he's coming back but the season is here yeah and uh, <laughs> unfortunately exactly. you know but but it is causing a revival you know and I'm so glad um, to to witness young people like you that have lay hold <laughs> of Christ and this plan, this masterful plan <laughs> for mankind. It's just amazing. Oh man. Yeah. It's just so, it's so important that we can see that like in this time, cause yeah, we are living, we have been in the end times for a long time. And I think, yeah, I think you haven't. And I think at the same time, like there's this place where people are like, oh, well, I expect it to be a lot worse, which it's going to get worse. Like, let's just be real oh, yeah. blunt. Like, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And this is, we don't know, like, when God will come back. Like, this says in the Gospels that we have no idea. He'll come like a thief in the night. And like, right. but when he comes, like, it's not going to be like a, oh, like a thief in the night, like kind of situation. It's going to be like, like we said before, like, it's going to be a full-on display of his glory it's a full-on display of his kingship his authority of his power like that there will be no it says every knee will bow (laughs) every single one and you know he's not coming to jerusalem on a donkey this time (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) a little different picture right yeah that shows how beautiful he was displaying to man the humbleness that we need to have before him, right? Mm-hmm. But when he comes this time, what does it say? Somewhere in Revelation, I'm terrible. My ADD's got me. But anyway, <laughs> the first is where it talks about the way he looks, right? His eyes are like a flame of fire. Yeah. And that's why I told those saints that were being divisive and, and causing a lot of dissension with the body. I said, 
Do you realize when he comes, when you, when we all see him coming down, right? And, and this one, if this one looks at you with those eyes, are you going to have the audacity to look at him and go, okay, great. Glad you're here, Lord. Let's go kill Trump and get the Democrats in. Right? No, you're going to be like the rest of Stephen and I, I know <laughs> we're going to be on our freaking faces is what yeah, we're going to be trying going Lord, Thank you that you came, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have anything else. I want you to tell me what to do. I'm there, baby. I want to work beside you, not in front of you, not behind you. I want to be with the saints that are in your marvelous light. So mm. anyway, no, it's great. You, man, this has been such a good conversation too. Like, really, just bringing a lot of light into the dark right now, and like, and we even in, like went over the questions too with like how this in, is impacting the world today, how this is impacting the world tomorrow, like in the past too, and like I think it's just we as a whole world, like all humanity, needs to like understand that there is one solution to all this is, is jesus like and i think it's Very so good and it's so easy to say That's that watchman nice watchman he said that in his book the normal christian life he said god gives us what we have to understand is what you just said god gives us one unique solution for all our human problems more of his son yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. There you are. Just like we, you said it, Steven. We need to like have the more of Jesus and like be seeking him and be in anticipation and being in a place of humility because yeah, even though it is a free gift, God is asking us to give our whole life away. He's not just Amen. he's not just saying, "Hey, like take and take and take." He's like, "No, I'm calling you to actually die to yourself and to be right. surrendered Christ and to be yeah. Not I, but Christ, right? Galatians yeah. 2.20. Uh, a brother said that's the most important verse in the Bible for us New Testament saints right now. It's no longer I who live. It's not like he wants to do away with Stephen and Stephen completely, right? Right. He, we just need transformation. But we need to realize, like you just said, that it's more Christ and less me. That's what it said. What does it say? Galatians 2.20. Um the um it is no longer i who live but christ lives but in christ me. lived in me yep. and the life that i now live in the flesh he who uh he died and gave himself for me right so that that says it all it's more christ less of me right and that's and that's what you're going to be judged for is how much christ you have he doesn't want to play all our dirty details in front of all the saints <laughs> he's just going to look at us and go okay steven Tell me, tell me what you did, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like it's and you're going to be on your face like I am. Yeah. And we're going to be like, Lord. we're like, God, it's not about us. Like this is going to be this, yeah, this right. power and say, Hey, we just want to glorify you, Jesus. Like we're, we're on your side. We're wanting to, to follow you. And he's going to say, I know your heart. Like I see it. And like, cause he doesn't, he doesn't look at our life and say, Oh, look what you've done. He's like, no, I see your heart. I see that your heart is for me. And that your heart Amen. is wanting to glorify me. Come here, my child. He's going to say, right. I know you. I love you. And you have been on mission for me. He's like, we're not going to be those saints that say that, you know, I would hate to hear this from him. Say, I never knew you because they were so focused on the works. That's the pharisaical yeah. kind of way of living. Like we're going to be right. saints that are saying, hey, I want to 
know you more. I want to love you more. And I want to get in your presence as much as I can and to shed and shed your light in your life into the many people as I possibly can. And knowing that it, that is, has never been my work. It's always been his work through me, just like it's his story through my life. We're just vessels. Hey. We're vessels for his kingdom. I remember one time in Renton, Washington, this brother, and he was a real brother in Christ. He had some mental, you know, dysfunctions or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, this this guy named Luke, who I really liked, I didn't preach the gospel much to him because I didn't sense that he was really open, but mm. he probably was more, but I did pray for him. But we were at a karaoke bar in Renton and uh, Luke came up to me and he goes, um, Stephen, he goes, uh, uh, I thought you said George was a Christian. I said, well, he is. He goes, but he's drunk. And I looked at him and I said, what's that got to do? I said, Luke, mm-hmm. I said, I'm not a Christian because I'm a good guy. I'm a Christian because I'm a bad guy, right? <laughs> and yeah. I got a big problem. <laughs> I'm a sinner and law of sin and death got in me like everyone that's born in this flesh, right? That law of sin and death got into us way back from the serpent from ancient times poisoning us, right? Exactly. So we're born. My watchman, he said, we're not sinners uh, because we commit sins. We commit sins because we're sinners. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a law of sin and death operating us that law. And it's in our soul big time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, when, when we commit sins before man and before God, right. It's because of that law that's operating on us. And that's why I said it's a, it, some cases it's a, for me, it has been, it's been a lifelong journey, um, to, to Christ and more Christ and, and learning how to become an overcomer. You know, the verse, you know, how, what is an overcomer, right? (laughs) They overcame by the blood of the lamb, right? By the word of their testimony. And here's the hard one. (laughs) They love not their soul lives, even unto death. Our soul life, as you know, is who we are. My preferences, my likes. I like girls that are blonde, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, that's my soul. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and somebody said, well, you know, you're, you, you should, you shouldn't. A lot of non-believers look at us and go, look, you call yourself a Christian? No, the church is a hospital for the sick. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the prerequisites are is that to, to, for initial judicial salvation, where the Lord handled the legal aspect of God's righteous requirement of the law, right? Uh, that for, that initial salvation is the judicial salvation that He has secured for us, right? Mm. But then the organic salvation is the day by day working out of your salvation and gaining Christ, doing uh, bearing fruit for Him, you know. So this guy looked at me and I said, yeah, I said, Luke, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a Christian cause I'm a good guy. I'm a Christian cause I'm a bad guy. I yep. said, when I'm in my flesh and in my soul, I'm a liar, a cheat, a coward, and I'll kill everything in sight that doesn't go along with what my narcissistic nature likes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. I, that's why Paul made it so clear. Right. Once we're saved, should we sin so grace will abound? Certainly not. Nope. But that's still our condition. Because remember in Romans 7, 
we've all been there, right? Who will deliver me from the body of this death? Paul <laughs> said this, right? He goes, Adam, I want to do the good, but out of my flesh, I see sinning of all kinds, <laughs> right? That's yeah. because that's you're not fully transformed, and most Christians aren't, and it's okay. But as long as you understand what spiritual battles are going on here to keep you from gaining more Christ, then, you know, we all have that overcomer inside us. So he goes, no, Stephen, you're not a bad guy. You're, you're a good guy. And he said, of course, you know, I don't believe like you, you guys do, but if, if I was going to believe, uh, and I, I interrupted and he, he goes, if I was going to believe in the Lord, I would, I'd say you do it right. <laughs> exactly. That's we- what happens. Every believer comes to a place when they get saved, they realize how incredible what the Lord's redemptive work has done for us. It's amazing, right? So like Watchman Nee said, the first thing we want to do is set ourselves out by doing something for God. God's done so much for me. I want to do something for God. Then we, that's when the law, <laughs> Paul said, you know, is, is the law bad because we can't seem to live the letter of the law, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> the law is not bad. It's the man the law is applied to. <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> Come on. So yes. anyway, that's my that's my uh, transformation spiel. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. He's going to complete the work that he has begun in us. He will. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> boy, you you got me on fire, Stephen. I'm three mm. times. How old am I? I'm? Sixty four. You're what? Twenty two. No, twenty nine. <laughs> twenty nine. You look like you're sixteen. Okay, Ooh, well, that's I'll, good. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I'll take look anyway, like 16 for sure. You, you've oh. been such watering to me. I remember one time being in Anaheim at this big convention of, of the uh, saints were there. And there was 3,000 people, young guys. <laughs> there were women, sisters there too, no problem. But what struck me, because I'd never seen this before, there were like 3,000 young people your age in there with mm-hmm. their little white shirts and their ties, right? It yeah. almost looked like Mormon, but it wasn't, right? So <laughs> they're in this huge meeting hall in Anaheim, right? And we could hear them outside as we were walking up to the meeting hall. It was for uh, some kind of, I don't know, convention or something, right? And okay. so we go in there, and these young men, these brothers, are bringing in the sheets, man. <laughs> they got their arms. I don't know if you could see me. They got their arms and they're going like, <laughs> like this, right? <laughs> they're going, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> what do you hear? 3,000 young people on fire? Mm. Oh, it was it was a watering, brother, I got to tell you. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway, come I, on. It's that's like what you're doing for me today. You're watering me, brother. Mm, good. Well, I hope that you are just filled and thank you so much for being on the podcast for sure like it's been such a privilege just to be able to hear and to like just give all this truth and like i would love to have you back on or anything like that in the future um just so you can share like some of your music to be able to share some of your heart too in that like regard because i think today like this is i totally feel like this was like an anointing like of a conversation that like the Lord had to, to share, like, because I think, especially in this time of like time of an hour that we have, like now, like people need to know the truth. Like 
yes, like the stories and like the creative stuff that we as Poema like operate out of, like that that stuff is it's all rooted it's all rooted into this. It's not it's not a byproduct, it's not an afterthought, it's literally the main thing. Like we want to be a place where we can share our heart for the Lord to share our heart and to share the truth of the gospel. Cause I think, and right now, like people need to hear this and this, this platform, this podcast is one that people are going to come out and say, wow, like I need to go and get, get watered. I need to go and I need to get in the word. I need to go and I need to know who Jesus is to me. Cause I don't want to come back to my life that I like, you know, just went through before and, was the same person like they never want to you never want to leave the presence of god the same person want to come out of the want to come out and be transformed whether it's a small thing it's a big thing it's it's even maybe it's just being bold enough to speak the truth to someone to a brother to a sister to a neighbor to a family member whoever it is and be like hey like you're loved and i, I see you in that lens of love i don't see in the lens of being a drunk being black being white being Asian being whatever I see you in the lens of love and I actually want to like pierce you pierce your heart look at your heart and say I love your heart I love you and that's what I see I see your heart I don't care about anything else because I I want to know your heart and I know that from the heart that's where all the overflow comes from when we can see people from that perspective we're able to actually see people as people instead of seeing them as as money or as material as race as gender as whatever we're able to see them as god sees them because god doesn't look at the drunk he doesn't look at the the whore he doesn't look at the the tax collector he looks at the heart he says hey i see you like the very being of who you are and i'm saying that i love you not what you do we're not called the bedoers or the benoers we're called the beloved we are called yeah. to be loved not to live in this place that says do more, be more, go faster, go harder. It says, no, live as you are loved. And you're loved with the strongest amount of love, which is agape love. And we're able to live in that space. So like, there is no other love. It's like a, I, it's a, a friend of mine said, she's a, a sister. Uh, I was to, we were talking about the same thing, the same a line. And, and I said, you know, uh, God's it's true. God's love is the best show in town. She said quickly, it's the only show in town. Yes, come on. <laughs> yes. Yesterday, I don't know how much time do we have? How much time do you have? Uh, uh, we have like, let's do like five more minutes. Yeah. Okay. I let, yesterday, I, I went into that uh, pit of viper, uh, den of viper, or whatever it was. <laughs> this young guy, uh, his caption, he had one of those big captions on Facebook, and it said, um, Donald Trump is a racist, right? I mean, or how original? You got any original thoughts of your own there? Okay. So <laughs> Donald Trump is a racist, and if you support him, you're a racist. I thought, oh, I usually don't go in there because I know it's like casting your frills before swine, right? Oh, gosh, I thought, yeah. I looked at his picture, and I, I thought, Lord, you have a heart for him, too. So I went in with, with this post. I think you're going to love it. I'll, I'll text it to you. I said, uh, I said, racism is not and never has been and never will be the problem with mankind. Right? 
And I said, um, it's a symptom of something far more devious, right? And these young people, I got in there, they started attacking me. Oh, you're just a white privileged race. That's a, I said, can you, is this the best you guys got? <laughs> right. Just parroting what you've heard all these groups, these factions out there saying that, you know, I said, read the statement that I have. If, if you've ever, you know, it went on for a while, but I said, if you've ever done any word problems, what did I say? I said, racism, right, is not the problem, never has been, and never will be the problem with mankind. It is a symptom of something far more devious, right? Yeah. A word problem, you've done math, you're a smart guy. I mean, when you look at a word problem, you find out real quick, and I'm terrible at math, by the way. <laughs> anyway, when you look at a word problem, you have to understand the English, or whatever language the word problem yeah. is written in, right? you have to really dissect what is really being said here. They never once in like two hours ever questioned me on what I meant by that, right? Because I called it a symptom, right? That meant it had a root somewhere else. Yep. Right? And we know what that is. <laughs> That's man's heart is hopelessly wicked. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. what the Bible said. He needs to, he wants to put a new heart in you. And luckily he doesn't have to do a physical transplant. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it feels like that he, is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And when you get this life, like I can, I can witness and see how lovely this person is in you. You have a new heart. He's given you a new heart and you're a new creation. And the former things have been done away with and no longer will even come up in the heart. So I knew they were going to change that line of thinking. They never did question what I said because they didn't. And I told them, you're, you guys are, are you're so angry in your heart. You only, you're thinking about the next thing you're going to say and not listening to what someone's saying. Yeah. Right. So I said, this is my I said, honestly, they called me white privileged racist so many times. I finally said, look, the truth of it is, I don't have any hatred in my heart for any human being that's on the planet right now because I'm, I'm a witness, right? But I hope for you and um, what was his name? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I said, I hope for you and so-and-so that you, I said, this life is very short and filled with difficulties, right? But I'm hoping that somewhere you can soften your heart and lay hold of real love mm. because real love conquers everything, right? I didn't even preach the gospel to him because there was no point, Stephen. You know how it is. I mean, they weren't going <laughs> to, they'd probably yeah. already gone to my profile and checked me out, you know. They weren't interested they just, that's what's going on with today. And it's very frightening. Young people like you that have families, kids must be very concerned. And that's my heart for them is just like it is for you. We are here to bear witness yeah. to this one. <laughs> exactly. He's yeah. worthy. He's worthy. Yeah. He is so <laughs> worthy. Be so worth it. Yeah, exactly. And I think like what what I've been just telling people more so like in this time is to be a person of action. There's there's so much there's so much noise out there right now that is going on as far as posts and all these different things and 
Like what we need to do now is just be people that actually do something. Like I think that's what comes right. down to because because of the fact that, like you said in your post, that post they only read the first maybe five right. words and they said, "Oh, I'm going to stop right here, and I'm going to actually just sit in this." spot where you weren't even saying that you were saying that there's a root issue and the root yeah. issue is that our heart <laughs> is wicked what it was because they weren't interested <laughs> right so like that's where we that's where i am like fully for like peaceful protests i'm fully for people that are giving and that they're yeah. they're educating themselves they're getting in this place of this posture of hey i don't yeah. know what i don't know and i want to actually know i want to like actually learn and stop adding to the noise stop stop going and trying to change things on social media because that's not going to be anything you're literally all you're doing in that you're just throwing more gas in the fire that is roaring and it's not right. it's not roaring in a way of like purifications it's going in a way of destruction so like yes. what we need to do now is as believers is to actually step up to, as pastors or as worshipers or whatever like speaking the truth in love and saying hey right. there's a real issue here if we if we are living our life in this kind of way and we have been seeing this kind of light let's do something about it let's actually like talk about race let's talk about why these things are going on let's let's invite culture into our life and let's Amen. let's not just be people that say this on social media saying oh well i guess trump and this and this like Hey guys, like pray for your freaking like leaders in the government. It's so hard. Amen. I know it's so hard to do that, especially myself, like because I don't know what he's doing ever. Like he's always on some kind of like mission to promote himself. And I'm like, but God put him there for a reason. And I All want right. so bad to know what that is. I only know that by actually praying for him and actually like getting out of my own self, my own flesh and saying, Hey God, like I want my spirit to like, to go and impart into him. Even if that feels so hard and foreign and maybe at times just like, ah, this is not my first inclination. But like, like we both said, this has never been about us. This has been about God right. moving in the world. And if we can have a posture of, Hey, I want Jesus to be more in our life, in our world, in our society, in our like government. Like, even though I don't think that they should be one and the same, like I think we are called to be people that spread the gospel to all nations, all ears, all lives. And like that's what it comes down to now. It's like, hey, like get off social media. Stop being a person that is throwing all the more gas oh, in the help, fire. Go help the widow. Go help people where they're at in their humanity. Don't be so heavenly minded. You're no earthly good. Yeah. Right? So come on. Let's let's love. Let's really love people in our neighborhoods, right? And and you know, I don't believe in this whole unity thing. That you know, I I believe in it, but I think the, the emphasis is wrong in Christianity with unity. Unity. Is it somewhere in there talking about we got to have unity with our our. Uh, uh, fire department unity with her the only oneness that there really truly is is the oneness of god in christ and and the, and we have the oneness together exactly if we just focus on that that's our oneness our local government is never it doesn't mean that we go out and 
you know, it's like I told some uh, people yesterday or the day before, I said, look, if you just read, I told those young people yesterday in the pit of Viper, I said, just read the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Memorize it if you can. It's truly the most beautiful piece of literature for governing man ever written <laughs> on this, at least on this planet, right? Yeah. But where it always, and you know, I didn't go into this, but you know this, where it falls short is when I don't care how good you could implement this government or let's be socialists or let's be right. If man is running it, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like Trump where he's gone wrong. And I, I really love Trump. I not everything that he does, of course not, but his mouth gets him in so much trouble. He's got that brash New York thing. And he says the darndest things. And that's his been his biggest problem is how he comes across not so much you know, it's, it's his mouth, you know, and, and a lot of young people that really are against Trump, they, they just take what he says, but you know what? I, I'm been around a long time now and I have never, ever seen a president, any president of the United States go through the battle that this man has gone through right or wrong who, you know, whether he's a believer or not, I'm not as just, and I even tell, I don't need him to be a believer. I need him to be a good president because this country isn't a Christian country. It was never designed to be. It was a country for all man, right? Yeah. Regardless of uh, and have the freedom of religion. Those guys were smart. They knew that religion would corrupt. They knew the banking system would corrupt. They, they knew the government would corrupt to take more and more of our rights away. Right. So they made this thing. Right. But man without having the love of God in him, he's not going to be able to implement no matter what thing you come up with, you yeah, know, so anyway. No, I think that's, yeah. that's so great. Not that we're going to speak into politics at all. Cause I don't, yeah, yeah, right. don't want to do that at all on here. so I'm just going to leave it at no, like praying, it's, it's, no, praying for our, our leaders in the government and to right. like, understand that they're, they're in there like completely because of, like the sovereignty of the Lord, like, and I, I believe that. And, and I like just to be able to know whether, whether or not he's doing the right thing or the, the wrong thing. He's doing things that he's going through things that people have literally never experienced before. And I think like, I, I'm just fully like thankful that God is like in control because that's where I can go. And I can like say, okay, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that, God is still king. He's still king of kings. That's He's still king. Lord of lords. Look at Alexander the Great. He he thought himself was a god. <laughs> right? yeah. he, he didn't have any reason to fulfill a 600-year-old prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> he took the ancient city of Tyre, the rubble from the first city of Tyre, and had his soldiers throw the rubble, which was all in the prophecy 600 years before, right? That he, he took the rubble from the first destroyed city of Tyre, threw it into the ocean because they put the new city out into the ocean on a little island and built a causeway for five years and right. went out and fulfilled that prophecy to the letter. Here he is using, like you just said, that's who he, that's who the Lord has right now is Trump. Will he have tomorrow? I don't know, but that's yeah. who is there right, right or wrong. And it doesn't mean we have to agree with everything he says or does. No, of course not. You know, yeah. So anyway, 
<laughs> well, Stephen, it's been <laughs> such a joy to be able to have you on here. We're, we went a little over time, but that's totally fine. Like, I know that people are going to be engaging in this conversation. Um, and then the last thing I want to do is, like, how can people find you if they want to reach out to you for the conversation with you on social media? Do you have an email or um, how can they, yeah, best contact you? Yeah, I'm, um, I've got a Facebook, um, Stephen um, Benoit. Um, if, if you want, I can, um, you want, well, you have it, don't you? Don't you have my profile? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, are you, is there any way you can share that with people or do I need to? Oh yeah, I can, I can do that for sure. I just didn't know if you had like a website or any kind of like anything. No, like, I don't. I, I'm in the process of all that. Um, and I do, I do have a, um, a website or, but it's not up and, and running and all that. And I'm kind of getting my, I don't know if you're, uh, uh, streaming live right now, but that's what I want to do. I want to, I just got my new, uh, GH five Panasonic uh, 4k camera. Awesome. Right? And I've got all the equipment because as you know, this is your generation. If I can get, instead of recording my music and stuff on my phone's uh, microphone, that's, as you know, that's not the way to go. You want to go into your DAW and your equipment and everything, and your, and you want to use uh, a, a way to, to make it um, live streaming because the quality is so much better. So I'm in the process, I'm nearly there. I awesome. spent about four or five grand, but wow. I'm very close now. So next time you hear me <laughs> right on Facebook Live or, or I want to get a Twitch profile going, nice. uh, call it something like the church in Gig Harbor, just kind of like a, a, a virtual church and not a place that you, you know, yeah. uh, or I don't know what I'm going to call it. Maybe I'll call it Many Waters. <laughs> like he had nice. the voice of Many Waters, right? So anyway, <laughs> I don't know. But I, anytime, anytime you want to contact me, you've been a, a, the washing of the water of the word has been fabulous. And the honor has been all mine, Stephen. Thank you so much, Stephen. And I appreciate you. And let's definitely have another conversation later on. And yeah, once you start going live on stuff, like I'll start posting it and I'll be supporting you throughout your whole entire journey. Amen. Hallelujah. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ.